You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. All right, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, thank you very much for joining us for a brand new Legion of Michael podcast. Glad that you guys are out there. And I hope that you're sharing this with other people because I know that at least somebody, at least one person in your life could use it. Uh, in, let me see. Oh, man, I'm going to go. It's June uh, as I'm recording this now. You can listen to it anytime. If I'm uh, speaking to you from days of future past, then uh, that's cool, too. I'm going to go to legionofmichael.com right now, and I'm going to click the enroll button. I'm going to click it. And it says, it says, uh, enrollment is closed. Please join the VIP. All right. So this is when I remind you that uh, you can and you should. Uh, in addition to listening to the show, you can go to legionofmichael.com and scroll around. And you can you know read the little things that are there. You can see previous episodes. Uh, Zachary, my... Uh, Shipping Ogre, uh, <laughs> the Shipping Ogre has put a, uh, he's put a little, uh, a little product in there for you guys. It's the Intolerant Christian book, uh, and so on and so forth. And of course, if you would like to support this show, uh, you can support this show by clicking the link, the redcircle.com link that is in the show notes. Then when you open that, bing, bang, boom, all you have to do is click the little red button that's and uh, with a little dollar sign and you can support this show monetarily if you feel like you've gotten some value from it all right let's get into it and you guys are you guys who are old like me you gen x people gen x people who may have grown up in the late 70s 80s maybe even late 80s going into the 90s you see the title and you're a little perplexed because you're like, isn't the Legion of Michael show about Christianity and faith and defending the faith? Why does this guy put Jesse's girl? Why did he put Jesse's girl as the title? Hmm, I know. Are you intrigued? Yeah, you should be intrigued. So one of the things that I do for enjoyment, for recreation, is uh, I have a couple of guitars, and I, I like to pluck away and strum away on my guitars and it's just for my own entertainment it's not for anybody else's but i enjoy doing that and one of the things that i enjoy doing is uh well playing other people's songs or coming up with songs that are in my head remembering them and figuring them out on the guitar and just recently i would say a couple of weeks ago i was fiddling around and my fingers just started going dun 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 like aha then my because at first i just remembered the melody then i was like oh that's that's rick springfield's jesse's girl that i'm strumming along there he's like and said of course you know i i was playing it and practicing it and so forth and it occurred to me uh now that i am uh an adult because when i that first came out i was a teenager i can't Let's see, when did Jesse's girl from Rick, 
when did that come out? Uh, Jesse's girl from Rick Springfield. Uh, let's see. According to internet.com, it was released uh, in February of 81. So if you're a Gen Xer like I am uh, and you grew up, uh, you went to high school in the 80s, that was definitely on the radio all the time. And you probably remember it, and you might think now back and think, well, that's, that was really ridiculous or silly or stupid or whatever. Or maybe you hear it, and it just transports you directly back to where you were when you first heard it or when you used to hear it. Uh, but as, as, a, as a grown a human adult man who understands the sin of covetousness, that song is all about coveting. Yes, it's sinful. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will admit this. When I was 15, 16, 17 years old, if I would have gone to church and the guy up in front would have gotten up and said, rock and roll is the devil, and it's the music of the devil, uh, and uh, this this Rick Springfield is a minion of the devil, and he might be, I don't know, uh, I would have tuned him out immediately because I got a lot of enjoyment from music, from rock and roll music and so forth. Now, if you would have explained it like I'm about to explain it, then it might have sank in a little bit. And that's something that when I was coming up, there were a lot of Southern Baptist preachers, and they would rail against rock and roll music, and Ozzy Osbourne is the devil, and everybody was the devil. And Elton John was the devil, and, and Steely Dan was the devil, and uh, and the height of ridiculousness was when uh, the Southern Baptist ministers started railing against Journey. Like, okay, really? I mean, th- not that they're they're not exactly Journey; they're not exactly evangelists, but that's what you're going for. <laughs> and I remember that in high school. I remember these Baptist ministers that were getting on cable TV and, and, and public access and railing against all these bands. And one of them they, they railed against it by being satanic was was Journey. And I remember thinking, okay, you guys are stretching it. You're reaching. <laughs> if if you think that Journey is a satanic band, I was like, come on, let's let's reel it in here. But let's talk about the sin of covetousness. Why did God give Moses those two commandments? Now, that's something else we have to deal with as Christians. Depending on whether you're, you're raised Catholic or Lutheran or maybe um, you go to a Baptist or a, uh, a Calvinist, you know, Methodist church or whatever, the, the numbering of the commandments can vary. And if you go to the internet.com right now and put in Ten Commandments, I did before while I was doing the show notes. Holy cow. Holy Katzenberger. The uh, the butchering of the Ten Commandments by the Internet is it's scary. It's scary how the Internet has taken something as simple as the Ten Commandments and butchered it. But uh, whether, you know, whether murder is number five or whether murder is number six or what have you, uh, essentially, and w- when I was raised, when I went through catechism school, uh, covetousness was broken down into number nine and number ten. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Boom. And then 
behind that, number 10 was thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's male servant or female servant or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to thy neighbor, right? So does it really matter, though, what numbers men have attached to those? Because if you read Exodus, if you read Exodus chapter 20, it doesn't say, Moses didn't come down and say, okay, number one, and, and he, da, 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 thou shalt have no other gods before me. Because there are some people that say that uh, thou shalt not make any graven image is number two, and so on and so forth. And you get, you know, remember the Sabbath day all the way down in number five, and, and, and so on and so forth. I saw that online. I was like, what? Does it really matter, though? I don't think it does. I don't believe at the end of the day what the numbering is matters what matters is that moses came down and he had the tablets and he said look this is what god says to you thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house nor thy neighbor's wife nor thy neighbor's male servant or female servant probably a lot of us don't have a lot of female servants and male servants now but uh, maybe employees we could translate that over to employees or workers or whatever Uh, or his ox or his ass yep king james said ass man his ox or his ass or anything that belongs to thy neighbor His, his xbox 360 whatever but why why was that so important because remember we only have 10 commandments not 287, you know, not 21 or 17 or or 86, just 10. And if you think about how man behaves, now men behave in such a way that they believe that the, the greater the number of rules and regulations, the better off we are. You know, if you look at a bill that comes out of Congress today, bills that come out of Congress contain tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of words. But you see, God knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knew that he gave, if he gave us 115 commandments, that we couldn't remember more than 10 of them, we'd screw them all up anyway. 10 simple rules for living your life. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Why did he do that? Well, because covetousness is essentially envy. It is the desire or the jealousy to possess something that does not belong to you, that belongs to your neighbor. Now, whether this neighbor is someone you know or whether it's someone you do not know, they are still your neighbor. We pointed out previously on the show that the billboards and the afternoon television ads for Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, have you been in a car accident? 
Call us. Get your fair share. Get what's coming to you. No, we'll sue. Yeah, um, that is covetousness. That is the sin of covetousness. And those lawyers and attorneys are sinners and they are evil men because they're trying to convince you that the right thing to do is to desire someone else's money. You say, oh, no, it's not someone else's money, Paul. It's insurance money. Where do insurance companies get money? Do insurance companies have printing presses in their basements and they just print up money? No, insurance companies get money from their customers. Now, if you look around, if you look around you as you're driving in your car, you will see the faces of the insurance company's money. Every other person who is driving a car on the road with you, that's the person whose money goes into the insurance company's bank. So when you're suing an insurance company, when you are coveting, you know, the Dewey Cheatham and how? Have you been injured? Call us. We'll fight on your side. So sometimes the neighbor is not necessarily the guy who lives next door to you. Uh, it's any person. Any person can be your neighbor. But covetousness, it kind of envelops or it, it, uh, it includes envy and jealousy. Envy and jealousy are poison that steal our happiness. They are the poison that steal our happiness. If you are envious of another person, if you are jealous of another person, if you see that someone else has something that you don't have and you think, I want that. I want what they have. I want Jesse's girl. That's poisonousness. That is poisoning your soul and it is stealing your happiness. Because how can you be truly happy and content if your thoughts and your focus is on what someone else has and how you can get that from them? When we covet that which belongs to others, we put our focus on worldly things, not on godly things. God understood that. He understood our hearts and the nature of man. And he understood. He's like, I got to give these people some rules. If I do not give them some good rules, they're going to screw it up. Uh, in the book of Romans, Paul is writing to the Romans. And uh, in chapter 13, verse 9, Paul says, The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. You say, well, what does that have to do with covetousness? Love your neighbor as yourself. Would you want, would it make you happy to know that your neighbor, and like I said, the neighbor doesn't necessarily have to be the person across the street. They can be any other person in your community. That they are seeking and desiring your property. They're seeking and desiring and looking for ways. You're like, you're like well, you know, we already covered that in steel. Ah, but when you go, when you get Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, attorneys at law, and they sue and petition the courts on your behalf, and they convince the court, they trick the court, they trick people, and the court orders your neighbor or the insurance company or whomever to give you their property. You say, well, I didn't steal it. The judge told him he has to give it to me, right? He has to. So it wasn't stealing. Yeah, but it was covetousness. 
Love your neighbor as yourself. Would you want your neighbor to covet your wife, your husband, your manservant, your female servant, your ox or your ass? No. Or anything that belongs to you. Treat others as you would treat yourself. That's a golden rule. So, yeah, I know that uh, Rick Springfield back in 1981 when he wasn't on General Hospital being a handsome face on General Hospital, uh, he was strumming a very simple melody on his guitar and came up with this little thing called Jesse's Girl. And and I'm not telling you to, please, I'm not a Southern Baptist preacher. I'm not asking you to go out and find the working class dog album and burn it in. <laughs> no. But just understand that. And, and I thought that was something interesting. And of course, what have I said many, many times before coming to this microphone? I never worry about what it is that I should say into this microphone. Because I understand that, that I am on a mission and that that mission has been ordained by God and that the Holy Spirit will give me the words that I need to say. And that's all I have to... I'm content. I understand that. When I turn this microphone on, sometimes I have to... you know, As I'm going throughout my day, throughout my week, I've got to stop and write notes down because something will occur to me. Maybe I'll be driving and something will occur to me. Uh, the, the actual notes for next week's show, for episode 60, yes... We, today is 59. We will have episode 60 next week. Uh, and I'll give you a teaser. How It's going to be how to deal with hardened hearts. And that there's a song called Harden My Heart Too. But it's not, we're not going to, I'm not going to sing that, and I'm not going to make you guys sing it. But uh, uh, the sin of covetousness. I think a lot of times, and I think oftentimes, we as Christians, were, well, you know, as long as I don't murder, I'm good. You know, I, I don't commit rape or adultery or murder. I don't steal, so I'm good, right? Well, there's 10 of them, and we, got, and we need to focus on all 10 of those. And one of those is covetousness. And the reason I believe uh, that God commanded Moses to go down and tell the Israelites, hey, do not covet, do not desire, do not be jealous or envious of your neighbor and seek their property because he knew that that is poison. That is poison to your soul and that a constant focus on other people's things steals your happiness and that puts you in focus of worldly things when you should be focusing on godly things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for being here. Thank you for leaving uh, a review on whatever platform it is you happen to be using to listen to this show. I appreciate it. Share this with someone else this week. Share it with someone else. We're going to close out as we always do because this nation and the good people of this nation need strength. And where do we get our strength? We get our strength from God our Father. And he said to us, all you have to do is ask. Ask and ye shall receive. And so we're going to ask him for strength. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.